You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. All right, welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV on KUNV. You with co-host Keith and Tanya. Tanya, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty awesome. I spent it doing a lot of reading and, you know, reading for fun versus, well, technically fun-ish in work and writing. So I enjoyed my weekend. I'm, um, I have several books that I promised myself. I'm one of those people that, you know, collects books that they plan to read but never actually do <laughs> and has like 12 books on their Kindle library and have only listened to three. I'm that person. So I'm trying this new thing of listening to more than one at a time. So now how are you adjusting to or like, you know, the traditional reading, turning the pages versus the audiobooks? I have a friend, he's he's addicted to the audiobooks. Oh, yes. I'm So I'm audio and Kindle because, you know, as you get older, your eyes say heck no to small print. And so Kindle is great because I can then stretch it out. And so ebooks are great for me, but I love me some audiobooks. So what type of book titles interest you? Oh, so I am all, unfortunately, or fortunately, I, I'm always um, looking for things around self-improvement. So I'm very big on this book that I'm reading called The Strong Black Woman, which is a really good book. Um, mm. I've done a lot of Brene Brown readings. I'm doing Oprah's book, um, What Happened to You? Because, you know, the... The incident of my profession is I'm always also looking at things related to mental health. Um, and occasionally I will read a book for laughter and fun, but um, they're usually the old classics. I find myself always going back to like Gloria Naylor. I love Mama Day. It's one of my favorite books. So I need to discover some new <laughs> writers. Yeah. You know, on the book front, like I, <clears throat> I don't know the last time I read a book. You know, dissertation wise, you know, you know, you're reading all the scholarly articles, dissertations and other readings. But most of my reading investment has been more professional related and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and degree related. But on the audio side, I I, I always subscribe to different podcasts. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my ritual coming into work in the morning or sort of my decompression as I transition my routine from work to home listen to a podcast. Um, it's two that I listen to. One is called Hidden Brain. Ooh, I love that one. And then the second one is called 10% Happier. So mm-hmm. I, I alternate between the different podcasts there, but H- Hidden Brain has a lot of great topics. It does. Great topics. But for me over the weekend, you know, I got to turn some wrenches on my on my project car. So whenever I have time to do that, it's always great. So, you know, now my 14-year-old, he's interested now that he wants to start driving. <clears throat> and so I tell him, well, you know, if you want to get behind the wheel, you got to learn how to change the tire. So, you know, I'm training him on how to, you know, loosen lug bolts and jack up the car and check oil levels and other fluid levels. So it was good time over the weekend, spending some bonding time with him and to see his interest grow in terms of uh, being more I guess, proficient in literacy with dealing with cars. And my seven-year-old, he's always out there with me learning about cars. So I think he's going to be a a genius mechanic by the time he's a teenager. Yeah, I I definitely think you would love audiobooks then because it's a chance to enjoy a book and, you know, to quote Beyonce, when you come out of an education program, you know, they break your soul around reading. (laughs) (laughs) And so it makes reading feel like work. And the other thing that I was thinking about is, as you were talking about being proficient with using a car, 
I'm like, you know what? It occurs to me I've seen way too many horror movies and Dateline movies because I'm like, yeah, you need to know how to fix your car so that some random stranger doesn't have to come up and help you. So that's that's a great skill to have yeah. just to be self-sufficient in this world. And it's funny, right? Whenever I'm working on a car, I always <clears throat> reach out to my two nephews. Mm-hmm. And they're always, you know, disassembling, reassembling cars. And whenever they come over, they're always upselling me on talking about, hey, Unc, your 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 the quality of your wrenches and mm. the wrench set is insufficient and you using <laughs> this old jack for the car. And so they always have me at AutoZone and O'Reilly's spending money on all this upgraded stuff that they want to have access to when they come over. Oh, I love that. I love that. Making the best of it for themselves. So um, I will be by on Thursday to get my car. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I can do the basics. Well, that's my therapy, you know, whenever I can... <laughs> <clears throat> go in the garage and just spend a few hours out there, you know, just working on whatever, you know, it's very, very relaxing to just sort of totally disconnect from work related things and just be totally immersed in that particular project. And it's great sense of accomplishment when you fix something and then you're like, oh, now my car doesn't do that anymore. So that's that's great. Well, that's mindfulness, right? That's mindfulness. <laughs> mindfulness. But, you know, speaking of positive experiences, we want to introduce our guest, Eliza Wiggins, who's the Community Programs Manager for UNRV's International Gaming Institute. Eliza, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. And we'll get you started if you could just maybe share with our listeners your origin story of how you sort of got into this work and your current position here at UNRV. Sure. So I actually uh, just moved to Vegas. I've been here for... Let's see, I've been in the position for about a year, but officially moved here uh, in May of last year and coming from uh, San Diego for the past 15 years at UCSD. Uh, there I did a lot of, I was primarily an events manager and director uh, in the alumni department and then moved into doing a lot of engagement and community relations work. Um, and I knew I wanted to move to Las Vegas, and so I started looking for jobs. I wanted to stay in higher education. Um, and so I came across this position at the International Gaming Institute, which I'd never heard of before, and was just like, what is this? But the, the position seemed really interesting. Um, mentioned it worked with high school students, and it was had diversity initiatives as part of it. Um, and I always wanted to be a teacher, so I thought that this could uh, really, really work for me. So um, I was able to get this role. And as the community programs manager, I managed the Young Executive Scholars Program, which is essentially the uh, career development program for uh, high school and middle school students. So I would love to know. So I, as you were talking about that transition and I was reading your bio, mm-hmm. I was like, you're, you're definitely diverted <laughs> from where you started. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually, um, my very first job out of college was at the National Association for Multicultural Education, which is a nonprofit focusing on advocating equity, diversity in education. Um, And that kind of inspired me, okay, you know, I'm going to get my teacher's degree, but I ended up transferring schools and all this sort of stuff. So I just had to finish college and um, got a sociology degree and then just went right to work. um, And I kind of just fell into events because that's what I um, I ended up being good at it. Uh, but whenever I could, I mentored high school students um, actively throughout my career at UCSD. And I just always had that feeling like, oh, I need I need to do something else. There's something else uh, out there for me. So 
I was really excited that this kind of gave me the opportunity to to really change my my past. Um, I'm so happy that they took a chance on me um, in order to do that because um, this is really where I feel like where I belong. So. Now I know in the bio, you, you, I see you're also um, you enjoy anything food related. So yes. is it is it safe to call you a foodie? I am one hundred percent. So now, since you've been in Vegas, sort of what has been the most interesting food you've tasted? Well, I grew up in Washington D.C., which is a very international city, and my dad um, was a musician. He traveled the world, so I grew up just eating food from any and every country you could name. Um, San Diego, I would say there wasn't as much of that. The, the diversity in cuisine just wasn't there. But coming to Vegas, I've just been excited. I mean, you can get, you know, five-star, amazing chef meal on the strip. You can get an incredible Colombian meal, you know, off the strip. You can think of any country, I feel like, in the world and be like, oh, I'm really craving that cuisine. And and there's a restaurant for it here. Um, I also like the innovation that that people take here in food, just like, it's like a turkey leg place, like a stuffed turkey leg place. Stuffed turkey <laughs> like, leg. Yeah, it's just stuffed turkey legs. I haven't actually been there before, but I saw it. But it's just it's just interesting. It's like a lot of new takes on food, too. So um, I, I love it. I'm slowly making my way down Spring Mountain. Um, that's just my, that's my street. I've decided that's just where I'm going to have all my meals. I've had really great Thai food. And, um, my favorite place so far that I've been to is Raku, which is like a Japanese kind of grilled tapas place. And it, it's so good. So, yeah, but I will, I will eat anything and everything. I come yeah, they do have a lot of, family, a lot so. of good meal options on Spring Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely a lot of food diversity. If you are ever in the market <laughs> for an Italian place where the pasta is just extraordinary. We went to this place called Il Pasto mm. where they like make the pasta by hand. It was like amazing. I'll have it, to try it was that. absolutely amazing. And and so, you know, as I think about your journey and all the, the real, it's it's interesting that you're in a position that features diversity, given the diversity of your experiences, given mm-hmm. the diversity of your lifestyle. And it sounds like you finally found um, something that aligns with who you are. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, what are the things that you really enjoy about this role that you're currently occupying? I think probably my favorite thing about this role is just interacting with the students and serving as their mentor um, and just helping them. I, I, um, you know, I went to D.C. public schools, which at the time when I went there was like the worst school system in the country. And um, I had a lot of friends who just didn't have support. The school's didn't really have the resources to offer support to figure out, okay, what am I doing? Where am I going? What kind of career do I want to get into? What What's even out there? Um, and there were a couple programs like, like Yes that I experienced that just really, I saw, you know, inspired me or inspired friends of mine. It just kind of opened that door wider to, okay, what's out there? And so I just I really enjoy working with the students and kind of seeing their like that light bulb go off like, oh, that's, you know, that's cool. That could be something that I'd want to do. And then getting the phone calls once the program's done, like, hey, so I think I'm going to go, you know, to the hospitality program at UNLV and do the events, uh, you know, concentration. Can you give me more information about that or who can I talk to or um, it's just things like that that I, I really enjoy as part of this role. 
And could you talk about for the Young Executive Scholars Program what the mm-hmm. intent of the program is, sure. who is the ideal target student population for this, and sort of what are some of the outcomes that students should expect if should they uh, choose to uh, participate? Sure. So the current YES program um, is open to, we have a high school program and we have a middle school program. So our high school program is a four-week summer program on campus, and it's focused um, towards uh, high school students who are from either Title I schools, low-income, or first-generation college-bound students. And the point really is to expose them to the diversity of careers and opportunities within the hospitality and tourism industry. Um, You know, like you can go into computer science and you can still work in this industry. You can go into marketing and, you know, work in this industry. So um, we really showcase the the breadth of career careers um, within hospitality and tourism. And the hope is also to inspire the pursuit of post-secondary education or training. So by showing them, okay, this is what a career path that you might want to take, and this is how you get there. Um, And we do that through this four-week program where we bring, which is happening on campus. This year will be the first year that we're actually bringing it back to campus uh, post-pandemic. And um, we have presentations by faculty, industry leaders. We have uh, we go on field trips. We and then each uh, the students are broken up into teams, and they're given uh, it's the integrated resort design competition. So they're challenged to create an integrated resort of their dreams. So we have our speakers and these field trips kind of inf- give them the knowledge base to create these projects. And the final projects are presented in front of a group of industry executives at the end of the program, and then a winner is chosen. And then um, the winning team receives scholarship, uh, a scholarship to, uh, to pursue post-secondary education. So that's the high school program. That's how the is, high school program. How is the, middle, how is the middle school program structured? So the middle school program is actually just went through a transition. Um, I Like I mentioned, I started this role last year, and I kind of just took it on. And so now I'm like, okay, how can we change things? What are new things that we can do? So previously we had a middle school program. It's called Battleborn Heroes Innovate, um, which was kind of a STEM-focused activity-based experiences for middle school students. And we're shifting that a little bit to bring it back under the hospitality umbrella a little bit further. And it's just going to be part of the YES program. It's not going to have a second name anymore. Um, But our middle school events will essentially be one-day workshops that we're going to do quarterly, and we're going to work with Blackfire Innovation, and we're going to do sessions on robotics in hospitality. So they'll get a chance to go to Blackfire, they'll check out the robots over there, and then we'll do some fun activities around robotics um, in hospitality. So that we should start our first program, uh, middle school program, in the fall. Those sound like really exciting opportunities. Like really, and you know, I'm I'm struck by your passion. Like I can hear it. Like I hear your whole universe light up when you talk about <laughs> opening doors for kids. And um, I'm also struck by this idea of um, exposure. You know, mm-hmm. to these opportunities that you know kids may not have had before. So, um, let's say that there there is a student that's listening, or a family member, or a parent that's listening. How would they? How do they get connected to you? How is there somewhere they can go to find out more? 
sure. We have, um, they can go to the IGI website, which is igi.unlv.edu, or they can also send me an email uh, to yes at unlv.edu. And so those are the best ways to, to get information or um, request more information. And then how do you currently identify students at the high so, school and middle school levels? Sure. So I'm incredibly lucky to have a partner at uh, Clark County School District in the Career and Technical Education Department. Um, and he is a, a dream to work with. <laughs> and B has just been a huge supporter of the program. Um, they also cover transportation. So for the four-week summer program, they provide transportation. Um, we have – we do – a bus pickup over at West Prep Academy to bring them to, to bring some students to campus, and so they provide that transportation as well as the transportation to the field trips. Uh, but he helps with promotion, so sending out all of the marketing materials, identifying teachers. We do presentations at, at high schools. Um, we do virtual presentations for teachers so they can share it with their classrooms. Um, that sort of thing. We we also work with a couple of nonprofits in in Las Vegas who also share it with their uh, one nonprofit we work we work with is Core, and they have they're an, uh, a nonprofit that supports at risk youth in Las Vegas, and so we usually hold some spots in our program for for their students. And is there a cost to students to participate? No, no cost at all whatsoever. Um, it's completely free. Um, and the high school program, they receive free laptops that, that they can keep. Every single participant does. Luckily, we have a great donor over at um, American Gaming Systems, AGS, who sponsors our laptops every year. And so that's been that's been awesome. Wow, that's that that sounds so incredible. So I'm all about stories. So can you share a story or an experience that you had with the students at this program that particularly stuck with you or resonates with you? Sure. Let me think if there's one in particular. So one experience that we had was um we we did a back of the house tour with Wynn and um you know, we brought them into the hotel and the person who's giving the tour asked, has anyone been here before? And no one had ever been inside the Wynn. I mean, it's like a major hotel right in the middle of the city right here, but not a single person there had ever been inside the building. Um, so that I just was like, wow, that's that's interesting. You know, that's just crazy to think that that, you know, is the reality. But then um, the back of the house tour was so incredible the way that they prepared for us and they took us into the bakery and there was our logo on bread and they prepared packets of pretzels and mustard for all the students and we went into the um, the chocolate shop and they had chocolates and macaroons and just all sorts of crazy things and all prepared and everyone was so nice and welcoming and the students were just, they just felt great. You could just tell on their faces because everyone treated them with respect. They talked to them like adults. They talked to them as if they were hotel guests. There was no this feeling like, oh, these high school students are coming in here. And, you know, every everyone was just so gracious and welcoming to them. And in turn, you could just see that they got so much more out of it. Like they were listening, you know, they the expressions by the time we were done, they were just you know, they were just incredibly happy with the experience. So that that was one thing. And I have one other other cool thing um, is that so as part of this, I mentioned they have to do uh, 
they work into teams to design their integrated resort and they present it to a panel of judges. And so, I mean, that's nerve wracking for any of us right, <laughs> to present um, in front of anyone. Um, and these are executives and CEOs from, you know, from gaming companies and hotels and, and that sort of thing. And so they're presenting their projects and, and I always go, I escort them to the room where they're doing their presentation and they are just a bundle of nerves, right? They're just like, oh my goodness, I hope we do okay. And then I was lucky enough to like sit through each presentation and every single one of them just knocked out of the park. And it was just incredible to see like they were so nervous and, you know, thought that they were just going to completely fail, but they just did an incredible job. And we had some um, some other folks kind of sitting in the room watching, and some people were like, I have never seen that side of that student before. Or, wow, I, you know, I'm just amazed how that, that person really came out of their shell. So there was a lot of those types of experiences that we saw through the program. They sound, those sound like life-changing moments. Those sound like, I don't know, those are, those are incredible. <laughs> I'm smiling. You can't see me over the I'm grinning from I'm ear to ear. <laughs> What an incredible gift to give a student, to give a family, to give a community, because mm-hmm. when you do these things, you're impacting all of those different levels. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what are some of the responses you hear from the students or the parents after they've sort of gone through the program, the, the, the four-week summer program? All right. So we had uh, a banquet. We do an awards banquet at the end of the program. And we had um, even last year, we had the program online primarily, but we did the final awards banquet in person. And um, I just the smiles, the same thing you said, like everyone is just smiling and happy and the hugs and the students were just like, you know, you know, in tears, we're saying bye, because, you know, it's crazy how over four weeks, you just bonded like that. And I didn't even see these students in person that much. Um, And the parents would just come up to me and just like, you know, thank you so much for allowing my son or my daughter, you know, to participate in this program. It's been one of the best experiences they've ever had. Um, We just heard that quite a bit from from the participants and their parents. And we did a, we did a survey afterwards and um, we asked, you know, do you want, we're asking our former participants to mentor our future participants. And every single one of them were like, yes, I want to be there. I want to help the next class, uh, you know, of yes students um, excel in this program. And so I think everyone just really seems very positively impacted by the program. Do you have any, I know you're new into the role, but do you have any success stories of students who have participated in the program and now they're here at UNIV or they've graduated or went straight into a position at one of the through one of these experiences at one of the properties? Yeah. So um, before I, I think the first we just had our first college graduate uh, who went through the YES program and when when he started the YES program, this is a story that I've been told, you know, College was maybe something, you know, but I think there was an encouragement by our leadership. Um, You know, we always talk about, we give tours of UNLV, we talk up UNLV, but we also just really encourage the pursuit of post-secondary education. And he graduated, I think, in like three years and then went went to law school. So, (laughs) um, yeah, and so it's just like, wow, that's incredible. Um, Actually, uh, you know, we have... um, people who help support him, you know, help 
helped him move into his dorm and helped him unpack from his dorm. So we just we like to continue those relationships with the students too. Like once you get into UNLV, don't think you know, or once you complete the YES program, the relationship doesn't end there. We're always here to support you um, with whatever you need. And then also, it's just funny because I always get these emails or I just submitted my application to UNLV. You know, I get updates from all the students or I just got accepted to UNLV and I get pictures and um, I just I love it. But, but we get that quite a bit now. So so not just a success story, a super success story <laughs> and uh, turning a maybe to a heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. I, I love that the relationships continue because I think that that is the investment that you make. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the transformative nature of it is someone sees the potential, someone believes, someone provides the opportunity, and someone does not forget about them once that moment has passed. So I'm I'm really grateful to you in this program for the ways in which you support students who might not have had this opportunity otherwise. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoy it. I think as a person who kind of grew up not quite knowing what they wanted to do and shifting careers and and things, you know, like paths and starting one way and ending up another way. It's just experiences that I've had. I really enjoy helping people find their path um, and find what they're good at or what they want to do or what they're even interested in for the time being because we all know people change. But, um, yeah, I always tell them, anything you need, you know, letters of reference, I'm, you know, anything, I'm here. So... That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we'll get you out of here on the, this last question. I'll give you the last okay. word. Is there anything that you wish we had asked you that we didn't ask you? Or is there any closing remarks or plugs that you want to give to about the program? Uh, sure. A couple of things. Um, I know that we have some... The UNLV community listens to this, so we are always looking for speakers. Um, we're always looking for mentors, so current UNLV students, if you're interested in mentoring a high school student. And we're always looking for donors, of course, because we have these scholarships. We, a, we need uh, financial support to support the program, but also the scholarships that we, we give to the students to participate. We also, of course, always need support. And um, all of the information can be found at igi.unlv.edu or you can email me at yes at unlv.edu but I think I think that's it excellent thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today thank you for having me always excited to talk about yes yes I think on a side note I believe our upward bound program is linked to you yes, yes. I think we have some of our students that participate Last year, um, we just started kind of the the partnership, I guess you could loosely say, and um, one of the Upper Bound students who participated in our program was on the winning team. So, righty then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love Upper Bound. Huge Upper Bound. Well, fan. I think, and I think when I spoke with them, they're looking forward to um, continuing the partnership this summer. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Thank you for all that you do. Well, happy to do it. Thank you for having me. All right, Eliza. Well, welcome to UNLV, and we're glad you made it to Vegas. Thank you. You're now a Vegas resident. (laughs) Yes. Happy to be here. All right. Continue to enjoy the good food. Okay, I will. Take care. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.